This is the old Trailblazer broadcast. This is Pastor Albert Pendarvis, the old Trailblazer, riding out again on old Dan. Before we go any further, let me give you my mailing address. Sometimes I forget it at the end of the broadcast. Some folks say I talk too fast, and uh, I understand that. So let me just slow down a moment. The old Trailblazer, my mailing address is the old Trailblazer, Post Office Box 1810, Walker, Louisiana, 70785. And my website radiomissions.org and you can hear our Sunday services there no matter where you live if you have a computer and then other times you can go there to sermonaudio.com and if you need information about that many folks don't know that if you've got a computer in your home you write me and I'll send you information how you can pick up our broadcast all over the world wherever you are but let's get back to our study we're looking at divine healing true and false and in this section we're looking at that it's not a sin to use medicine. The Lord doesn't forbid us to use medicine. No. I know that the Bible is not a a treatise on medicine and physical healing, but sin and salvation. I know that. The main thrust of the Bible is on sin and salvation, how a sinner gets saved, what the Lord does in salvation. But medicine and healing are mentioned in the Bible. This shows that the Bible does not put the emphasis on physical healing, but on sin and salvation. Oh, my friend, we, you can't mix the two. You just can't mix them up. Let's turn now to 1 Timothy 5.23, and we find Paul here speaking to Timothy. Uh, he says, Use a little wine for thy stomach's sake, and thine often infirmities or sicknesses. Now, we want to note what Brother Paul says, Use a little wine. Not to use as a beverage, but to take it as a medicine for thy stomach's sake. Oh, I'll tell you this little incident. I used to have a neighbor when I lived in Baton Rouge, and he was, uh, he was a nice guy, and I thought a lot of him. But he always used that scripture to justify him drinking beer. Almost every evening when he'd come in, he'd drink a couple of beer, and he told me that. I just mentioned to him. He knew I went to church. I wasn't a pastor back then or nothing. But he said, ain't nothing wrong with drinking a little beer. He said, the Bible says take a little wine for, the, for thy stomach. And, and he had stomach trouble. He did have a problem. But I said, well, it didn't say anything about beer. It said wine. And he couldn't, he couldn't explain that away. But listen, notice that command was to use a little wine for thy stomach's sake and thine often infirmities. Timothy was a, a sickly person. He had, had a lot of problems. Notice that the word often which revealed Timothy's sickness in the flesh, and it shows that Timothy was not a well man. In the face of this statement, in this scripture, you hear folks preach and teach that it's a sin to use medicine. And why will folks fly in the face of the scriptures like these? I don't know. I just can't understand it. Listen, except their total spiritual ignorance of the word of God. Now, I find that when a person is caught in a false doctrine, their mind becomes closed to the truth of God's word. And it matters not how much proof you have, how much proof you give, they won't accept it. They turn a deaf ear to it. It makes them mad when you uh, cross their grain or cross their old will. They're like a sinner who's convicted of his sin. And he'd rather go to hell and he would to admit that he's wrong and come to Christ. Are you saved? Can you tell me right off the spur of the moment, are you saved, my individual? My friend sitting there uh, in your high back rocker or your lazy boy uh, recliner listening to the trailblazer. Or you might be up eating your breakfast early in the morning or out there in the hay barn shoveling out hay to the cattle and got your radio 
You know, we got those little radios. Now you can put them in your pocket and put the earphones on your head. Uh, we do that here. Yes, sir. But are you tra- are you saved? Listen, listen. Folks won't accept it, will they? They're like a sinner. Folks won't accept the truth. They'd rather go to hell. You ever, you ever heard that statement? Folks would rather go to hell than to take the blame. The old trailblazer makes that statement a lot because I know folks who will not take the blame for nothing. They won't take the blame for anything. They'd rather go to hell than to admit they're wrong. And I make this statement in my preaching sometime that there's more divorces caused in this, in this country because no one says I'm sorry. A man and his wife gets in a little argument over just anything, just just nothing, just nothing. Who let the cat out or who, who didn't put the garbage out? And they get in a little squabble, and it leads up to a, a bigger squabble. And after a while, the man slams the door and goes out and gets drunk, all because he or she would not say, darling, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to offend you. I'm telling you, folks, six out of ten marriages now never last over two or three years. Isn't that, a, isn't, that a, isn't that awful for me to have to say about our country? I spoke to a judge here not long ago, and he told me, he said, Pastor, five out of ten, and now I read in the paper where it's six out of ten don't last five years. Oh, and then you think of the repercussions, the children, the, the, the misfits, and they're and the, and the going out now and getting drunk because they wife gone all those things my friend why because of sin because of sin are you ever have you ever taken the blame for your sin brother sister have you ever taken the blame for your sin have you ever said lord i'm sorry that i'm in such a mill of a hess have you ever done that oh my friend it do you good i don't know if it's a scripture or not but some folks say that confession is good for the soul well i ain't talking about confessing to the priest or the pope i'm talking about to the lord or to your mate, to your, to your husband or your wife. Darling, I'm sorry. Darling, I'm sorry. I won't do it again. I'm sorry I made the fool out of myself. My friend, salvation is taking the blame. You know you're to blame for your sin? You can't blame. Don't blame God for your sin. The Lord never caused you to sin. No, sir, you sin because you want to. You sin because you have a you have a, a, a will that wants to sin and will not bow, will not bend, will not break. and rather have sin. I, I, I've seen folks that say, I'd rather go to hell. And I had, oh, hell, my friend. You think I'm joking? No, sir. No, sir. Folks just won't accept it. They're like a sinner. And then listen, go to hell before they admit they're wrong. Prejudice is one of Satan's tools that keep men blinded to the truth. And man by nature is proud proud and will not admit he's wrong proud proud of what proud of what my friend you proud many of you folks listen to me will choose to go to hell before you admit that you wrong i have folks call in here write me in here cuss me for everything you can think of i've never got a word yet that one of them said i'm sorry pastor you never done me anything i'm sorry i just was misled i don't get folks don't do that no, sir. No, sir. You asked him about the old, oh, that old fool. That old fool. That old fool don't know what he's talking about. He's just a tool of Satan. Folks tell you that. Many of you will not take the blame. It's only the grace of God that can break a heart and make that, make that individual, man or woman, take the blame and admit that you're in error. I've seen folks, it's, it's, it's like, a, it's like a, a mule we used to plow. And, and you go to put the bits in that mule's mouth, he'd clamp those teeth together, and you could not. You'd have to get a two-by-four to prize his mouth open. 
And that's, I've seen folks like that. I've seen folks like that, and they just won't, they won't, they won't take the blame. They won't say, I'm sorry. But listen, listen, brother, if you ever get saved, you'll take the blame. You'll take the blame. I'm not talking about going back and trying to undo things that you done did 20 years ago. You can't do that. But my friend, if the occasion arises, you can say, look, I'm sorry. You may have to go back and undo some of those things. You may have to go back and confess. Look, I was wrong. I was wrong. I knew of an occasion where two brothers fell out over over where the uh, the uh, line was on their property joining each other. And one of them thought the other had taken six inches of his land and moved the stake. And they fell out and they never spoke for 20 years. Both of them dead now. Oh, my friend, I wonder. I wonder what that six inches of land uh, got them. He got them a lake of fire. They had all the land they wanted when they got down there. Now, let's look at another illustration there in Isaiah 38 uh, regarding Hezekiah's sickness. Isaiah 38, 21. We find that Isaiah sent Hezekiah word regarding his sickness. Let let, Let them take a lump of figs and lay it over for a plaster upon the ball, and he shall recover. He shall recover, Isaiah thirty-eight twenty-one. Let me go back and read that. Oh, old uh, Isaiah sent Hezekiah. Hezekiah had sent him word he is sick, and Isaiah said, "Take a lump of figs and lay it for a plaster upon the ball, and he shall recover." Now we find here Isaiah's comment, command to use a material remedy. And his promise of Hezekiah's victory by the use of a material remedy. You take a lump of figs and put it on that ball. Now that power that God put in those figs was to draw the ball to a head. Here's the thing we've noticed. Individuals who condemn the use of medicine and physicians fail to see the hand of God in the use of material remedies. Individuals have said to me, Pastor, Trailblazer, you dishonor God by using medicine, and it shows your lack of faith in God. My friend, I heard a leading, leading charismatic preacher, one who had a radio broadcast and television ministry, and I heard him make this statement one morning I was driving to work, and his mother had just died, and he said if my mother had had any faith at all, she'd still be living. If she had any faith at all, she'd still be living. And I said to myself, I wonder what he does with that verse of Scripture says, it is appointed unto man once to die, and after that the judgment. He's going to face that day one day. That's been 20 years ago I heard that. And he's getting up on age now too. But I wonder if he ever remembers that. He probably don't. He said if she'd had any faith at all, she would not have died. But my friend, my heart just went out to him because he's ignorant. Blind. Blind as a dog in a meat house. Oh, but listen. 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 Medicine can only help nature to restore health. And it's just as much the hand of God in healing through means as it is directly without the use of means. I tell you that without fear of compromise. We find in Hezekiah's sickness the use of means. God commanded it through his prophet Isaiah, and God blessed the use 
of means in healing Hezekiah. Now, what are you going to do with God's command there? Try to explain it away? We'll look at it in our next study. The old trailblazer oftentimes grows weary, my friend, because I hear, I hear things from people who, are, who are, are just blinded to the Word of God. They, they have an opinion about everything. Like I was mentioning in our last study about these, so many of our folks are herbist now. They use these natural foods and all this stuff, and they won't, they won't take a bath in water that comes out of a tap because it's, uh, they claim it's got something in it, and they won't do this, and they won't do that. But, oh, my friend, they fool their friends. Friends have confidence in them, and they said, Oh, no, brother so-and-so, don't take that. Don't take that for your cancer. And then they die. Pretty soon they die. And our doctors and nurses and all of those people do everything in the world to keep somebody healthy and alive. And these little fellows come along and say, Don't take that. They're just as ignorant as a day is long, my friend. And I don't know. If the Lord is going to punish them for those things, I don't know. That's not my business. But I tell you one thing. It's widespread. It's widespread. It is. And I praise the Lord for good doctors. I have one. I have a good doctor. And he just at the hand of the Lord. And I've had three or four occasions lately where someone went to the doctor for surgery. And in the operating room, the doctor would say, Would you mind letting us pray before we go on? I tell you, that blessed my heart. I, it blessed my heart. I've heard about four or five cases lately. But this is the Old Trailblazer broadcast. My time's running out. Remember my address, the Old Trailblazer, Post Office Box, 1810 Walker, Louisiana, 70785.